often throughout the course of history, patriots rise up at a time of need for truth and freedom. These people are called disciples of liberty for their undying love of freedom. The call has been sounded. Will you answer that call or sit back and let freedom die away? Unifying patriots everywhere against the evil trying to destroy America's freedom. You're listening to the Disciples of Liberty radio show on the America Out Loud Network. Now here's your host, Tim Alders. Welcome back to the Revolution Disciples of Liberty. We are here today. I have a question for you. Under former President Trump, it seemed like America's economy was booming. It seemed like we were heading towards energy independence for the first time in decades. Yet it seems like Biden and the Democrats hate the American worker. They have canceled all the permitting for the Keystone Pipeline. How can this possibly be good for the United States? How can this be good for our economy, for our future? Jack Haney is with us today. He's an expert in the financial markets for over 25 years. He's wildly uh, heralded as an expert in this field, and I'm uh, pleased, and and it is my pleasure to welcome to the show Jack Haney. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. How are you today? Well, we've never been busier, uh, as you know, we're discussing here with this Keystone pipeline being canceled. It's uh, there's 9.3 million job openings right now in America. Even McDonald's is offering a signing bonus uh, because of these additional unemployment benefits, thanks to this administration. Uh, and then they go ahead and you know, here is you know a project that was employing thousands of construction jobs and manufacturing jobs for Americans. And hey, even uh, Prime Minister Trudeau objected to the move. You know, it's, it's very interesting to me how everybody looks at, and, and this is the problem with politicians in general, but, but Biden and the Democrats convinced so many people that they cared about the American worker, the American economy, Yet here we are turning over our energy independence to Russia and to the states that they said controlled and owned uh, Trump. Yet Biden seems to be making them very wealthy and uh, making Americans very poor. Biden and this administration just wants to keep Americans on the dole, uh, living off the government. And yet... Trump told Varney and co last Monday when he was interviewed by Varney that, yeah, we had energy independence when he left office. Gasoline was $1.87 a gallon. Now it's triple that, literally triple the price of gasoline. Uh, you know, inflation right now is going rampant. It's uh, when you look at the prices right now for food, fuel, lumber, real estate, new home construction costs, it is absolutely crazy. We've gone from America first to America last. 
It is. And we look at this, and, and this, like you said, didn't only have a huge impact on the United States, but the United States, with Biden at the helm, just took a big slash at Canada's energy independence. And as you said, Canada's not very happy with this, but but why? What's the motivation behind? I always try to think of myself and put, what was the motivation behind this? Is it money? Is it kickbacks? You know, why would we make ourselves more dependent? And is our dependency going to be on Saudi Arabia? Is it going to benefit Ukraine, Russia? I mean, it seems like everybody outside the United States is going to benefit. And we just gave a death blow to the economies of uh, Canada and America. Yeah, well, this will certainly not only benefit the Saudis, it'll benefit Russia, and it'll benefit China. Because if the U.S. loses its energy independence, not only have we lost our standing on the world stage, uh, you look at this $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill, you look at this $2.2 trillion infrastructure bill, you look at this $1.8 trillion American Families Plan. Uh, this administration has frozen the funding of the Department of Homeland Security uh, in favor of giving billions of dollars to expedite visas and processing of illegals crossing the border. Now they go ahead and they cancel this pipeline, which was a 1,200 mile pipeline that began last year under President Trump. And it would have moved 830,000 barrels of crude daily, daily. And employed thousands of construction jobs. In fact, attorneys generals from 21 states have now sued to overturn Biden's cancellation of this pipeline. How can a president, because you have to understand, uh, the people listening to the show need to understand that this pipeline was already under construction. People had invested good money. Corporations had invested large dollars into putting this pipeline in. And then one day, it's like you're building your house. Picture this. You're building your house. You get the framing up. You get some of the exterior up. And then all of a sudden, the city comes along and tells you to stop. The the shell that you have started and the money that you're in, that you're going to owe the bank no matter what. Say you're into the house in today's market, 300, 400K, and you have to stop, pay back the loan, but you can never move into this house. This is exactly what the American government did to private industry. Industry was putting in this, this infrastructure, and they had a lot of expense and a lot of cost, and then all of a sudden the government says, stop. I don't care what you've spent. I don't care how far along it goes, because people don't understand a lot of easements had to go into place. A lot of land had to be purchased. There's a lot of upfront cost because they had to secure the path of this pipeline through multiple states and into Canada uh, with easements or actual purchases of land. And now they're being told they can't do anything with it. Well, billions of dollars. And not only that, though, the displacement of the families. The families, think of the thousands of construction jobs. So there's thousands of families out there that have in the past year signed mortgages, bought homes, 
with the anticipation of working on this pipeline, with the anticipation of having gainful employment, with this anticipation of you know, smaller communities along this pipeline building up uh, based on the employees working on the pipeline. And all of a sudden, as the pipeline is being constructed, as the permits have been pulled, as the easements have been drawn up, as the attorneys have all been paid, this administration just goes in and cancels the permit for this pipeline. And imagine imagine what this the devastation this has caused thousands of families. And you know, it's just what this administration's doing. It's unbelievable. They just they want everyone in America to be living off government assistance. They want them to be on a government-sponsored health care program. They want their children to be educated under a government-sponsored universal pre-K and community college. And we're going the route of Venezuela. You know, we look at this and we talk about independence and dependency. I've said for 15 years on the radio that uh, government likes people dependent upon them. It's easier to control people if your food, your bread, your butter, your shelter comes from somebody else, it's easier to put restrictions on them and control them. And this is what the government's doing. They're making generations of slaves, slaves that are dependent upon government handouts and help. I feel terrible for the people who bought into the Democratic Party's lies that they were going to you know, leave oil alone, that they were going to uh, help America get stronger, and that they actually care for uh, the workers, the, 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 the American poor, the middle class, the, the lower end of the middle class, class that depend on jobs like these to survive. And what about the people who bought their houses contingent upon this, who uprooted and moved to this pipeline Uh, Because they didn't find all these skilled workers to do this right in the location. People were moving and going to work on this pipeline, and now they find their uh, security just yanked out from under them. Well, not only that, look at average Americans and look at the spike in the gas prices. So here we are now, summer months, we're going to be traveling. It's this post-COVID travel boom. And now you have a gallon of gas at over $4 a gallon. It's entirely because of the Biden administration's energy policies that we're seeing the spike in gas prices. And that takes money out of every American's pocket. You'll see the argument. I see it all the time on my social media when I thank Biden for the increase because about six months ago, seven months ago, I could fill my car for under $30. Now it's 60 uh, It's doubled. In, but you'll see Democrats say, well, the president has no you know, influence on oil prices and the price of gas. Yet if it was Trump, they'd be saying, oh, the president's directly responsible for uh, gas prices if it did this. Uh, Fortunately, under President Trump, gas prices were going down. People could afford to travel. And now uh, 
it's it's a strain on many people. I mean, I'm a land developer. I travel from project to project. I drive a lot. And the cost has doubled for me. Uh, think about the salespeople. Think about your products that uh, truckers. <laughs> trucks don't get the best gas mileage in the world. I used to own a trucking company. You know, you're talking 10 to 12 uh, miles per gallon, yet these trucks have to bring your groceries to the grocery stores. You think it doesn't have an impact on everything. Fuel does. And the president basically just said he don't care if he creates hyperinflation. Uh, your lumber comes from, you know, Oregon or Canada or these places, and it has to be shipped in. People wonder why the influx of prices in construction materials, uh, they're hauled by gas. They're hauled by trucks. You see the trucks on the highway with these large loads of rebar or lumber or other materials, sheetrock. Uh, it's it, doubling the price of gas adds to the cost of merchandise. And I think that's a lost conversation that people aren't even having with this. Yeah, when your transportation costs increase yeah, 300% to transport your produce, your meat, or your new construction lumber or rebar, it, it, all, it, it all equates to higher prices for the consumer, which is... I mean, we see it right now. The inflation right now is out of control. And it's not transitory. It's not. Uh, there's also some credence to you know, this administration wanting the vast majority of Americans to eventually go into electric vehicles and, and uh, it, you know, trying to push you know, this renewable energy based you know, on the back of climate change. You know, we had John Kerry as the climate czar. But, you know, with, with John Kerry as the climate czar and Bernie Sanders sitting atop the powerful Senate Budget Committee, uh, they're just introducing multi-trillion dollar bills every single week. Uh, trying to address the structural problems in American society, and then at the same time, doing things like this that results in thousands and thousands of lost jobs and 9.3 million job openings right now, currently. The highest in history. The highest in history. And in February of 2020, we had the lowest unemployment that we'd seen in over 50 years. Our economy was booming. And now this administration has taken us from America first to America last. And that's why we've seen the demand for physical gold and silver increase tenfold uh, over the course of just 2021 alone. You know, we, we sit here and we look at this and Democrats throughout the country are arguing that uh, the incentivization of uh, people with the unemployment benefits and the bonuses and the increases has no impact on jobs. I sat and talked to a friend of my son-in-law who hasn't worked in a year and he's like, I'm making as much money, if not more, with the $600 bonus, with the unemployment, and I get to sit home and play video games. 
I'm making more money. I don't have to travel. I don't have to pay for gas. I don't have to go to a location. So I know firsthand talking to people, the question is, why work a low-paying job? But it, it, it's funny because they say $14, $15 is low-paying because I'm starting to see those signs on all these fast food places that they'll pay $14, $15. And I was talking to a metal fabricator the other day. And he's like, why would I pay an untrained person 15 to $20 an hour to, to fabricate steel and, and take that training and responsibility on to do this? He goes, I can't compete with unskilled labor in today's market. So it's not only having an effect on the restaurant industry, uh, the retail industries, it's starting to have an effect on the more skilled jobs where people don't want to learn a job for 15 when they can mindlessly go if they want to work, if they have the, the mentality to work, they can mindlessly go and flip a burger at a McDonald's and make as much money as lifting still all day in a factory wearing, you know, protective gloves, everything else, and sweating your, um, your weight off while you're doing it. Well, I, you'd earn more in unemployment than you would being a school teacher. <laughs> so what is to incentivize teachers to return to school to teach our kids when they're earning more on unemployment than being a school teacher. It's crazy. When when before have we ever heard of McDonald's offering a signing bonus, a $500 signing bonus, McDonald's? I mean, that's, that's an entry level. You have to have your entry level jobs. You need to have your hourly workers. I mean, that's what this economy depends on. And all of a sudden, when you know you're increasing the unemployment benefits by an additional three hundred dollars per week, and and you're bringing home seven hundred dollars a week not working, what's to incentivize you to go work at McDonald's and make half that? Well, you you can't only look at that. Look at a CNA. A certified nursing assistant makes somewhere between ten and thirteen dollars an hour. Uh, you know they help the the nurses perform the critical duties in hospitals, nursing homes. Uh, you have EMTs that uh, make you know ten to fifteen dollars an hour uh, driving the ambulances. It's like these people are trained, yet people are saying that working in a fast food industry. Uh, should pay the same. These these people are like, why should we go to work anymore? It's it's getting to where we're having uh, a real shortage of these semi-skilled to skilled personnel in industries that influence a lot of people's lives. My wife is always famous for saying, you know, because when we were young, we started in the fast foods, and and that was a high school job. That was a job where it would teach you the work ethic and it would teach you that you didn't want to go home smelling like onions or grease every day. And it, it gave you the, the, the courage and the, the want and desire to become something better and to go learn a skill or a trade or get an education. But yet you go to these fast food places now and you see people with bachelors and with masters that have the work ethic, but they can't get jobs in their field and so they're working at a McDonald's. It's just crazy how far the world shifted in the last couple of decades with skilled labor. Yeah, it's uh, 
I mean, right now what you're looking at is there, yeah, the additional unemployment benefits and the amount of job openings are forcing small businesses to raise wages. And this is all Biden and the Democrats attempt at raising that minimum wage to $15 an hour. But what most, yeah, all these liberals don't realize that when you raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, guess what? The cost of that Subway sandwich is going to be that much more. The cost of that McDonald's double cheeseburger is going to be that much more. So it's when you start raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, those the cost of goods and services and products and are all just going to be raised exponentially to cover that cost. You know, it's, it's interesting. I had this exact conversation with somebody the other day because I grew up in an era where uh, minimum wage was four seventy five. Minimum wage when I was growing up in high school was four seventy five. But I could go to D's restaurant and buy a bag of burgers for a buck. That was five burgers for a buck, 20 cents a piece. And now I took my wife out to a hamburger place the other day. We shared fries. We shared the drink. We each got a burger and it was 25 bucks. And I'm like, when I made 475, I would get more for my dollar, more bang for my buck going to the restaurant. Now, if you make 15 bucks an hour, you need to work two hours to get a meal. Back in the day, I could work one hour and I could eat four different bags of burgers as a, you know, big growing up football player, which was a, a lot better deal. So they don't understand the impact that just because dollars increase an hour doesn't mean you have a better quality of life. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, given the costs now, as we were discussing earlier, for fuel, for gas, and now as we're discussing for food, you actually have a lower quality of life because uh, there's a place here that I love. They have a pastrami Reuben. It's a great sandwich, but now it's $14. I remember just three years ago, it was $8, $8 for a pastrami Reuben. Okay. Still, a, still, a, you know, a little bit of a pricier sandwich, but for 14, no, I'm sorry. It's uh I don't spend $14 on a sandwich. So, uh, you know, and now what we're seeing in the stock market and what they're anticipating here is if uh, Biden gets any of these tax increases passed, the capital gains, the corporate taxes, I mean, what's going to happen then when this market pulls back after a 12-year historic bull market that was in extra innings thanks to Trump and Trump's historic tax reforms to begin with. And once they go and they start reversing Trump's historic tax reforms, then we're going to start seeing average Americans, 401ks and IRAs start getting halved. So we're going to be looking at the higher cost of products, goods and services, higher costs for food, fuel, new construction, home costs. Meanwhile, retirement accounts taking 30, 40, 50% haircuts because the administration is now looking into raising corporate taxes and raising capital gains taxes. I mean, it's a, it's a full-on 
onslaught assault of wealth in America. Get to commercial break, folks. Support the people that sponsor shows like this because they care. They're not telling us what to talk about, what not to say. You're listening to us on the America Out Loud Network. Share this on your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Twitter, Instagram. It's important that we get these messages out there. If we want to protect what's left of our liberty and freedom in our economy, then we have to unite together. and We have to have that revolution of our hearts and minds. And we'll be back on the flip side. Fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, you were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list, and they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. It was a vision that gave birth to a unique multimedia platform that would combine classic talk radio, great writers, and memorable podcasts and videos. AmericaOutloud.com is a conservative leader in a field that is predominantly run by far-left progressive globalists. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
Welcome back to the Disciples of Liberty. I'm your host, Tim Alders. Jack Haney couldn't stay for this uh, last segment, so I called an old friend, John Twitchell from Talk With John. He actually does his radio uh, show on a station I used to do a lot of my live radio from, so... Uh, it's great to uh, be here with you, John. Wow, I've made it. I finally made it. <laughs> I made it when I went on your shows. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you, you know, uh, we were talking about the Keystone Pipeline, about uh, the economic um, hurt it put on a lot of Americans and how uh, the president has and the Democratic Party really have no concept of what they're doing to society. And then we started talking about the $15 minimum wage. And we were talking about because when I made four seventy five an hour, that was the minimum wage when I was a kid. I don't know what it was. That's, when you, that's were a kid. What it, you and I must be pretty close to the same age. That's what it was. Okay, so four seventy five, and I used to be able to go to the D's restaurant and get a bag of burgers for a buck, five burgers for a buck, uh, twenty cents a piece. So one hour of my work I could eat. Where I took my uh, spouse out for dinner the other day, we shared fries, we shared a drink, we each got a burger, and it was twenty five bucks. So you'd have to work two hours at 15 bucks to have the same uh, value. Of, now, mind you, the burger is a lot better. Probably a nice burger. Yeah, it, it's a nice burger. But uh, the fact of the matter is that just increasing wages doesn't always increase quality of life. And that's, I think, what people are missing in this world today and in this talk, because there's people like CNAs or paramedics who make 15 bucks, 13 bucks an hour. Some CNAs make 10. So who's going to do those jobs if you can uh, parade down to the uh, McDonald's and get a $15 an hour job flipping burgers? Uh, not many people. The bottom line is I'm going to go where I can make the most money, especially if, if, if I'm in that age, if I'm in that pay range. But the bottom line is 15 bucks an hour. When you look uh, in rural Utah, I, I know I, I go to rural Utah a fair amount. You don't need 15 bucks an hour. 15 bucks an hour is a lot more than someone would need. And the bottom line is, is places are going to go out of business. Yeah, it, it's, it's difficult to run your business if government mandates what you pay. Now, in New York, in the middle of New York City, you may not be able to get someone in the door for 15 bucks an hour. Okay, so I used to work for a staffing agency, and uh, I would constantly have to advise clients on what they need to pay for uh, getting people in the door. And if you don't pay enough, you're not going to get people to come in. And 15 bucks an hour in some areas is not enough money to get people to go to work. The we don't need the federal government to tell us what, what needs to be done in Rexburg, Idaho, or Round Rock, Texas, or anywhere, Pennsylvania. Evanston, Wyoming, yeah. you know, Billings, Montana, yeah. uh, Boise, Idaho. It's like areas seem to do what areas do. Uh, the money is is prevalent to what the cost of living is in those areas. So just setting a mandated wage isn't going to help people. Yet uh, everybody demands it from government today. And, and there's a hiring shortage out there. And Democrats deny that the bonuses for unemployment have anything to do with this. Bonuses for unemployment, yeah. That, let's, that's a really good way to put it. The bonuses for not working, how about? Yeah, I mean, we will pay you to be dependent on us. 
Let us take care of you. Let us provide for you. Democrat Let us put Party. the shackles on your on your neck and, and make you slaves. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Okay, here's the thing, though, Tim. They're going to let you put the shackles on your own neck. Isn't that a scary thought? I mean, when you, when you really think about it, it's like, um, bow down and wrap this chain around your own neck and we'll be happy with it. And I'm going to be happy to do that. And not only am I going to shackle myself, I'm going to shackle my neighbor. Yeah, it's amazing. My wife always sends me these amazing things. And David Thoreau, I had to study Thoreau to get out of high school. Uh, sort of a rebel. But one of his most famous quotes was, disobedience is the true foundation of liberty. The obedient must be slaves. So I tweeted that out today, and I, I said, everybody go get your vaccines. Uh-oh, uh, Tim. Obey the government and uh, be the obedient slaves you are. I, 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 I need to sign up for, for your Twitter f- feed because uh, I didn't see that in my Twitter feed. Yeah, well, the show's Disciples of Liberty, but the Twitter feed is Buy Back America. It's my first show that I ever did to support Main Street USA. So if you're out there and you're following and you're looking for Disciples of Liberty, it's not there. You're going to find it under Buy Back America because Twitter and those places don't let you change uh, your uh, Twitter feed name at all. They they let you merge uh, new things, but but not create new things. So it's one of those things that... You know, disobedience, disciples of liberty, welcome to the revolution. We talk about because politicians are destroying this nation. Uh, they have no concept of liberty and freedom anymore in Washington, D.C. Well, I, I, okay, so let me say this. I think there's some politicians out there that do have a concept. There, there's a few. There's a and few. this is where me and you disagree quite often. Well, right? I, I'm, You have more faith. I have more than faith in a few of them than you do. But let's be clear. There's a lot of them that have no idea. Joe Biden, when was last time that man had any kind of job? Barack Obama, when was last time that person had any job? Uh, yeah. Kamala. AOC. Well, AOC did work in a bar. She was, she was a barista. She was a bartender. And you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm going to walk away from what I was going to say. You know, one of the things I like to do is I like to get people, and I just like to ask questions, okay. uh, questions that uh, I ponder and think about all the time. And, and I love to think about how government controls us and, and directs the narrative. Uh, one of the narratives they use to um, control us in society is uh, war, it's a tool to distract us. And so one of the questions I've asked uh, Brian Hyde and a few others who've come on the show is Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, uh, Gaddafi. Were these people true socialist evil people or were they useful idiots to the CIA and the government to uh, manipulate the narrative on the direction of America and keep America at war? Okay, so it depends on if you're asking me now or if you're asking the John of a 19-year-old. Uh, 19-year-old that almost signed up for the military. I mean, I, I, I was very close to signing up for the military, 18, 19. And uh, drop a bomb on him, right? It's John of today, uh, they were useful idiots. Um, I, I, don't need, I don't know that they were... They, they weren't the worst ever. In fact, uh, I kind of wonder if some of the people here in the United States, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Cheney, was more evil than them. In fact, I'm, I'm very much convinced Mr. Cheney was as bad as any of them, if not much more so. Saddam Hussein, uh, his people were much more free 
uh, than, than they are now in, I, in Iraq. Uh, women had a lot more liberty than they do today in Iraq. So kind of makes me wonder. I would say useful idiots. We, we created these people. We trained them. We funded them. We gave permission to Saddam Hussein. Hey, hey, that's an issue between states. It's an issue between nations. If you go over and attack Kuwait, that's between you and them. You know, uh, I I say this, and and we talk about this, and people out there listening might say, well, you guys are just conspiracy theorists. But I always put it down to product. Let's bring it down to the redneck level. Uh, I have a fridge freezer combo in my garage that was my mother's. It has been working for 35 years. At one point in the creation of products in America, they realized that they couldn't have customers buy a product and have it for their life. Uh, They needed them to break because they needed return customers. So they started making fridges and microwaves and almost any product created to last five to seven years. They always break right after your warranty. And it's to keep business going. Well, the military industrial uh, complex is is a business. They sell arms. They sell really expensive missiles. Well, it doesn't do any good if your government stockpiles these weapons and never replenishes. So isn't it interesting that every few years we have to bomb somebody and use these $1 million to $100 million uh, missiles and bombs, and then we have to buy them back from this military-industrial complex uh, to replenish the American stockpile? Um, you know, they're not going to make – they're not going to get their money. They're not going to give – okay, those that are back in Congress – and many of them on the Republican side, who I'm not big fans of, um, Romney, uh, and some others, want to uh, continue to get that gravy train coming in of getting those nice donations to their campaigns. And one of the great places to get that from is from the military-industrial complex. And yes, we have to have those bombs going boom and have to replace them. You know, it's interesting how many former, and there's not many former politicians. Politicians seem to stay there till they die. Unless uh, they buck the system. Yeah, I mean, it's a job where they mandatorily force people to retire in this nation, except politicians. Uh, politicians, you know, they could be 80 and useless. Uh, like uh, Hatch became and like our president now, the current guy currently residing in the White House. You don't have to have an intellect. You just stay there in, in the position and hold it and let other people run it. But the fact of the matter is, the ones that do leave always seem to find really good jobs with A, either the media or B, the military industrial complex as a consultant or lobbyist. Uh, it seems like a lot of their brothers, a lot of their cousins, a lot of their wives seem to get Sons good. get millions. Yeah, you know. It, and could it, do crack cocaine on camera. And rape kids. You know, it's, it's one of those things where. Shaking uh, my head. You look at these people on the perspective of you owned a business. If, if I owned a business. I wouldn't hire the head of the Department of Education or the Department of any agency in the federal government that has a mission statement. All these people, you know, the war on poverty. 
epic failure. Yet the person who headed up the war, war on, on drugs is the worst. Yeah, but the, the people that headed up these agencies just kept getting bonuses. Every year their budgets increased and they were able to hire more friends and relatives. It, it's just insane because I like to say it this way. You've incentivized these people that run these agencies not to succeed. Because if I go to John Twitchell and I go, John, I want to make this agency. I want to create this agency to stop drugs. But the day you succeed, you lose your job. But if you fail, John, every year I'll increase your budget another billion. I'll give you unlimited money. I'll give you unlimited hiring potential. But the day you succeed, you lose your job. If you did that in the private sector and I said, John, I want to open up a restaurant and this restaurant's going to compete with others. And the day you succeed, you're fired. Once you get it up to where we're the number one restaurant in the community, I'm going to fire you. Would you go to work for me? No. No. But that's what the federal government does. They incentivize people to fail. And that's why I always say government running anything is like the biggest joke. It's the biggest improv out there because they have no incentive to succeed. That's why churches were better with poverty. That's why sheriffs are better with drugs. That's why everything works. That's why Federal Express is better than the United States Post Office. Is because the day you succeed and you're running the business perfectly, they don't need you anymore. And government has recognized that. They want more power. They want more money. They want a better job. In order to do that, they have to fail. They have to create problems so that they can look like they're trying to solve the problems so they can make more money and stay longer. Oh, the thing that's most annoying about it is they look at you and they look at me and they say, we're terrible because we dare say things like this. They say that we're terrible because we dare speak against them. They say that we're terrible because we don't want much government and we don't want, because we want our liberty right? You and I want our liberty. We want our freedom to move about. And they want the freedom and the liberty to get that big paying job when they step away. Uh, So I think you said, well, I wouldn't want to hire one of these people uh, for my company. And I'm like, I'd want to hire them in a second because I want to rely on their buddy network. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah, I guess... uh at least it, that evil side of me. That evil side. D- we just D- discovered John D- Twitchell's evil side. Oh, hey, hey, if they, he ever they, runs for office, we know he's going to sell out. Yeah. Where where do I where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I sign up? You, you know this this is a crazy thing. People don't get the government is designed to fail. It wasn't set up that way under the founders. Uh, government wasn't supposed to be strong. It was supposed to be a support system for we, the people. Uh, it, was, when, it was to ensure our rights. Yeah, That's the when, bottom line. Whenever gov- when government flipped that narrative, you could say 1913. Some people will say late 1800s. Everybody has a different day, which was the worst day for America. I like to say it's 1913 because that's when they decided to tax us. That's when I they decided that's... to create the Federal Reserve. That's when they decided to have the people elect senators. There's just so much that went wrong that year. There was a buildup to it, mind you. Get it. There was a buildup. Uh, people recognized that you can control the narrative by owning the newspaper. So the J.P. Morgans went out there and bought up every newspaper in the country that were uh, influential. 
and, and then created a false banking collapse and, and said, well, we need to take this over. And then the bankers said, this is the worst idea ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't, don't do this federal regulations. You know, everybody who thinks government can run something efficiently, where did they get their information from? <laughs> I'd like to, you know, you even do research on mainstream media today and you can see how ineffective government is. Do people just not read or recognize? I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm really trying. I'm, I'm going, okay, wait a minute. No. Okay. What about the Forest Service? Uh, they do a great job of, of making sure that we have the forest burned down. Yeah, right. Never mind. Okay. Move on. Um, let's see. What about the... Uh, the Federal Reserve having lots of reserve. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait a minute. They're not even federal. Hold on. How, how, okay. Uh, then I move on to and look at, uh, well, the, the Department of Education. We've become so much more knowledgeable. Oh, no, that hasn't happened. Uh, we're, we're leading the world in education. No, no, that hasn't happened. So, yeah, I, 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 I seriously was sitting here, as you were mentioning, I'm like, what? Is there anything that actually government does well? And I I can't think of a single thing. You know, everybody in this country right now wants this critical race theory, and I just want critical thinking. I want people to use their logical mind. And actually, I I pose this question quite often. You're a racist. I I know, I am. I pose this question all the time, and I I love people to answer it. And I I, I posed it to you on your show recently. Uh, Tell me what has Washington, D.C. done? What has your legislator done to restore your liberty or freedom? When's the last time you saw them run a bill that would get rid of an agency? Uh, you know, because Republicans run all the time. I was there in 2010 when, when Mike Lee was running and, and they were talking about ending the EPA and the Department of Education. But where's the legislation? I'm not saying they could have accomplished it. Just put you. the bill in. Uh, just, but, but where's just the, the legislation? Bill. Yeah, just put the bill forth. So I, I love asking this question, and, and I ask people all the time, okay, Democrats out there, if you hear this show, or if you're a conservative and you have a friend that's a Democrat, ask them what program the government has run that they've ran successfully. What dollars have they generated? How have they helped okay, I, uh, get the debt? I've actually had this conversation. I've had a few. They t- they fund Planned Parenthood. I, I'm, I'm missing the point. What have they done effectively? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, that's okay. But okay, from the Democrats. The, actually, they they the, take your no, money. The, the you Democrats, fund Planned Parenthood. Yes. I, I, I Planned Parenthood. They, they say that Planned Parenthood, you know, they, they, can, they can get them. They do a great job of giving. Uh, another thing they bring up is, is single mothers. You know, we've got to make sure that they are taken care of. And they do a great job of taking care of single mothers and their children. Okay, really? Has that worked out so well for us? But there's many, here's the problem. Many of the Democrats really believe it, and guess what? Some of the Republicans believe it too. You know, and the, the problem with your statement was is that you said they fund. No, you fund. <laughs> they take your money. Wait they don't a fund anything. Wait a minute, they don't? No, the, they don't. The, the, wait a minute, that's, that's our money? The government exists by taking your money uh, and by creating money. If you did what government did... You'd have years in prison because yeah, yeah. I want their money printing. So let's let's this is uh, um, kind of what uh, I got this thought process a little bit from my father and President Benson or Ezra Taft Benson. Sorry, uh, but uh, look him up. 
great freedom man this is what government has the right to do he said if you wouldn't have the right to go back in the 1800s and be out in the middle of west if you wouldn't have the right to go do uh, what your government is doing, you yourself and a couple of your neighbors, if you wouldn't have the right moral right to do it, then your government doesn't have the right to do it. So in other words, if I don't pay my taxes and force my neighbor to send their kids to school and force money from their pockets to pay for my kids to go to school, I mean, literally, if I don't, my house will be taken away. I'll be imprisoned and I might be shot before that happens because they think I'm going for a firearm. Oh, wait a minute. And that's evil too, right? You know, I, I, I've always said I wanted to be a guest speaker on college campuses. I want to walk into these college campuses and ask everybody to put their wallets or purse on the desk. And I want to walk through and take money out of each of their wallet and they'll all cry and they'll all yell. I did this once, uh, but it was on the, the high school level. Uh, I asked everybody to put their money on the desk, and I went and took 50% of it. And uh, everybody was upset. That's theft. You're a thief. And I'm like, what do you think the government does? What do, what do you think you're asking the government to do? Because I'm just a tool of the government. I'm, I'm in here saving the government the hassle. Uh, I'm going to redistribute your wealth. And, you know, well, like you just said, I have no legal authority to do it. Well, neither does the government under the Constitution. They don't have the legal authority to take your money. But yet we've allowed them to gain the authority. Notice I left the word out legal. We've allowed them to gain the authority to be mafia. They're the greatest form of mafia ever, right? They're the greatest thugs there ever was because yeah, they, they will have, make you disappear they, they they have they have the legal authority to do it and in its many ways they make they get people to thank them for doing it Ugh. Ugh. they not only get people thanking them they're getting more and more people who demand it you know where did this thought process come from that we have to pay for everybody's education you know, you might not be able to pay for your own kids or grandkids' education, but they want you to pay for theirs. And they want the government to mandate and take more money from you to get rid of their debt. Nobody's paying me back for my debt. Uh, you know, that's not even in the discussion. If I can figure that out, then I'm going to start supporting every Democrat there ever was. <laughs> if you can find the logical thought process behind it no no i just want someone to pay for me but i'm a white male so that's not going to happen well don't go blackface or you're really in definitely trouble. won't do that you, you know the, the the whole thing is though it's where's the logical critical thinking of of society today like i said if you are out there and you don't believe what we're talking about google the united states post office Google the rankings and the standings of the United States education. Uh, Google any agency and see if their funding has gone down. What I always said if I ever got elected, one of the first things I'd do is I'd call in every agency head, because you're supposedly over them, in Congress, and I'd say, justify your very existence. Just like a, a director of operations at a company would say, tell me why I should even have you and your agency here. You have a mission statement. What have you accomplished? And they're going to sit there and go, uh, we've spent a lot of money. 
We've we've uh, built a lot of buildings. We employ a lot of people, and that's another thing. That's another thing. We have how many millions of people are employed by the federal government? Uh, back back east, back in Virginia, and how many of them voted for Joe Biden versus for Donald Trump? The bottom line is, we're creating. We're creating, the federal government is creating its own voting group. Well, and they're allowing another voting group to come in here illegally. But uh, as of 2018, there were over 2 million full-time employees. Um, That's not part-time. That's not... Federal employees. Military. That's just federal employees for agencies. Right. And that, that's an insane uh, amount uh, of number that, that you're paying for. People. Now, and I'm pulling a number off the top of my head, which is not a good idea. But uh, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of about 22 million that are s- county, city, county, state, federal employees. Well, I, I, I want you to know, what do you think the um, TVA president, TVA, it's a... It's a dumb agency out there. What do you think his wage was with the federal government? I'm going to guess it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 to 200,000. 1 million dollars What? 6.5 million um, package. Uh, he was the uh, Tennessee Valley Authority for the uh, federal government uh, for the conference center in uh, Tulupo, uh, um, Mississippi. Uh, he just runs the uh, convention centers. He's a U.S. government employee, and his total compensation package per year was more than $6.5 million. Okay, so that's another thing that needs to happen is we need to get rid of publicly owned, meaning state, county, or city-owned convention centers. What is the average salary as of 2018 for a federal employee. I want to say it's because a Because the average wage for the American citizen is below 42000 Right. If I remember correctly, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 100000 77000 Okay, 77000 That That's just crazy. It's uh, You have to look at it. Once you throw in state employees and local government, 14.84 million people are employed by government. Okay, so I was off from my memory of twenty-two million, but fourteen point eight—that is—that's that's, a, that's a, almost ten percent of the voting public that voted in the last election. Yeah. Almost ten percent. And why would they vote to have anybody who wants to cut that? Yeah, I'm not voting my job away. You know, believe it or not, the time is gone. Uh, I'll have John Twitchell back because I love conversations where we just talk logically. Remember to share this on your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Facebook won't let me uh, publish my book, uh, Origins of Liberty, on there. Uh, remember, my Twitter is Buyback America, so follow it out there. And, and remember, liberty starts with you. What are you doing to preserve your liberty? Because if you're not sharing these, this type of information... If you're not having this discussion, if you're afraid to even have this discussion with your own kids, it's gone. Yeah, you better have it with your own kids. So many people don't want to start the argument with family. Uh, It's interesting. And if if this show isn't for you because I'm too radical, find other shows on the America Out Loud Network. 
there are lots of hosts, lots of passions. But this is where Republicans need to unite because we all have our personal passions. Some of you might be uh, pro-life. Some of you might be pro-Second Amendment. Some of you, but the, but the fact of the matter is the one thing Democrats do good is they unite yes. for a cause. And the one cause we should all unite around is the Constitution and personal liberty. And, and, and this is a problem with Republicans. We, we have a hard time uniting. Uh, John Twitchell, ten- thank you. Thank what, you. What's your final words for the audience today? Liberty is the key. Uh, it, liberty is the key, folks. Liberty is the crucial element that makes America different than any other nation in the world. Liberty is, liberty is the action and spiritual side of freedom. Hey, John, just when liberty collapses under Biden, where are you going to go? Where, where are you no going to find your freedom no, at? Not going to another country. That's, I love to ask that question because, folks, there's nowhere else to go. Take care. Till next time. Look down deep into my eyes.